Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. Jesus is greater than our circumstances. And the great thing about Christianity, it's not that we're going to live without any problems or frustrations. No, it's the fact that amidst that affliction, amidst that problem, amidst that frustration, amidst that affliction, amidst that conflict, what are you and I going to experience? Joy, happiness, peace, love. Because guess what? God is the gospel. God loves you and me. And God is proclaiming this good news. And he wants to proclaim this good news to every single um, area of your life. Now, if you look at verse four, Paul says that we always think God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the great thing about Paul is that he always wants to give credit where credit is due. So Paul's saying, you guys are saved. You believed in the gospel because of God. God saves you. God delights in you. God opens up your eyes to to see your spiritual depravity and it opens your desire to crave Jesus and to need him on a daily basis. It's God who gets the glory. It's God who gets the credit. It's God who ultimately is in control. It's God who is Lord. It's God who is in authority. Amen? Amen. Okay, you guys are with me. So Paul, from the very onset, he's like, we always think God. That's what you and I do. And, And when we talk about thanking God, we thank him for the good news. And when you look at your life and my life, I don't know about you, but when I look at media and social media, news media, liberal media, conservative media, whatever it is, we are very bombarded by bad news. Wouldn't you say it's the case? It's constantly bad news. If you don't, by the way, a suggestion, don't ever watch the nightly news because nothing good is on there. It's like in breaking news, somebody got shot. And after this weather, we're going to talk about other people that are going to get shot. It's like constantly it's bad news and and i'm grieving for those families but the thing here's what news and and hollywood and and, and marketers have fooled you and me into thinking they fooled us into thinking that somehow we need to hear bad news and the word breaking is like this drug it's like you almost wanted to go back to doing whatever you're doing it's like and now you're like oh it's finally something something new something breaking no it's not breaking it's the same stuff just recycled And the thing about bad news is we hear about it, but we can't act upon it. Have you guys ever noticed that? We feel bad about it, but we're like, okay, cool, on to the next thing. We constantly hear bad news. Our world is riddled with bad news. But here's the thing. Just as much bad news there is, there's so much good news. There's so much great news. When I think about the Slavic Church Orange County for the last like 12 months, there's good news. We baptized 12 people. Praise God. Good news. People declare that Jesus is Lord over their life. We've seen people break from addictions. That's good news. We've seen people repent of their sin. That's good news. We've seen people's relationships restored. That's good news. We've seen people, um, prayers have been answered. People have gotten jobs for they were praying for. That's good news. People have gotten checked out of the hospital and their health has been restored. That's good news. The world hasn't ended. The sun still has not stopped shining like it's good news. You and I woke up this morning. Good news. We were able to come to church. Good news. It's good news because of God and God is the gospel. And so what the gospel of Jesus Christ wants to do is 
seep into every fiber of your life, every fabric of your life, permeate your life. So that regardless of whatever dark area you might even have in your life, God today with this text is pleading with you, and I am as well, let God's grace and mercy and God's gospel flood his glorious and merciful light into that area in your life where you so much you need it so much because it's much better with God than without him. And so it's all about God. It's all about Jesus Christ. And we are experiencing today news of victory. The battle has been won. And so you and I fight from victory, not for victory. Now, here's what happens with the gospel. You're thinking, you're saying, okay, great. Well, what does the gospel really do? Okay, I great. I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I want to put the gospel into every single fabric of my life. When am I actually going to start seeing results? I'm glad you asked. Check out with me verse 6. Paul says the following. Paul says this gospel, this good news, this call of news of victory, it has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and growing as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God. Here's what, the, here's what the gospel does. It produces good fruit. Gospel produces growth. If you were better off today than you were yesterday, it means that the gospel is good news and it's working in your life. So I want you to think about a couple things right now. Think of your relationships. Think of your uh, maybe the church that you're in, your community group, your work, your family life. Think of how the gospel has impacted that. Think of, think of how the simple truth about Jesus Christ coming to earth as a Savior to save you has impacted you. Have you experienced growth? Have you experienced progression? Have you experienced Jesus? If you have, it means the gospel is at work in you. And what Paul is basically saying is that the gospel, it's this, it's this scandalous thing that is it's uncontrollable. It is spreading. If you think about it, Paul is writing this particular text in 60 AD, which is only about 30 years after Jesus Christ was ascended um, into heaven, he left earth. And in just 30 short years, as Paul is writing this particular letter, the gospel has spread from Jerusalem into uh, Syria, into Asia Minor, into Greece, into Italy, into Egypt, into North Africa, into Persia. And 2,000 years later, over 2 billion people on this planet call themselves Christians. You know, the gospel is uncontainable. No matter how much people have tried to contain it. I remember, I think it was a couple hundred years ago, a great um, famous, um, I think he was an atheistic philosopher, said something along the lines of, in 200 years from now, the Bible will be obsolete and nobody will be reading it. Well, he was absolutely wrong. The Bible will be read and the Bible will continue to be read because it testifies about Jesus and God's word never goes void. So the greatest thing that has ever happened to this world is Jesus Christ and his gospel. Amen? Amen. That's, that's what we're talking about uh, today. And when we talk about the gospel growth and I'm saying God is in love with you, some of us think, well, is it okay for me to continue in my sin or to do things that are wrong or to do things contrary to the gospel? No, not at all. Here's what I like to say. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. 
So what God wants you to do is to repent of your sin, to give it to Jesus so that Jesus can once again cleanse you with the precious blood that he spilt on the cross for you and for me so that you can experience liberation from whatever sin that you have. Because there's no sin that will give you as much pleasure as your Savior does, who is Jesus Christ. And you know what sin is? Sin is a counterfeit God which you and I are constantly fooled into. It's maybe approval of man. It's maybe validation. It's maybe money. It's maybe drugs. It may be sex. It may be alcohol. It may be whatever relationship that you might be in that you shouldn't be in. Whatever it is that it may be, it's constantly tempting you and trying you and enticing you. But guess what? It's going to end up ruining you and destroying you. And only Jesus can give you the life that he has created you to live. And that's the great news about the gospel. So the gospel produces growth. The gospel produces growth. Another thing that the gospel produces is faith. Look with me in verse 4. Paul says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. And the way that the Bible defines faith, it's um, found in Hebrews 11.1. It says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. Now, I want to ask you a question. How do you, is it hard to believe? Is it hard to have faith? Some people will say, no, it's not hard to have faith. Some people say, yes, it's very hard to have faith. Talk about people who maybe didn't believe in Jesus Christ their entire life and on their deathbed, they finally believe. To those people, they're going to say, yeah, faith was really hard to believe. But here's what, here's what I'm going to say. God wired, God created you and me as beings who mirror image who God is and if God is a God of faith you and I have faith wired into us the very reason that you and I believe in certain small little things every single day is the evidence that faith is not as difficult to believe or to understand as we make it out to be let me ask you a question when you go out to um, to eat in the restaurant do you go always into the kitchen and make sure to check out that the food was made right No, you just trust, right? You have faith that this double-double protein style that you're eating is going to be amazing, right? You don't don't go to Better Business Bureau and check out in and out as a company. You don't go in the back and and, and inspect every little thing and and make sure that your lettuce is untainted and that the potatoes, the animal-style fries are like amazing. You don't do that. You just start eating it and you enjoy it to the glory of God, right? You do that. When you go into maybe a, a bit of a finer restaurant, uh, in and out is pretty fine too, you, you basically like um, the forks you use, which are like metal and stuff. Do you, ever, do you ever think about the fact that how many people have used those forks before you? Well, you're saying, ew, but how many of you guys, last Saturday you went out to eat and you didn't worry about that. Why? Because you had faith in what? In the fact that the restaurant is grade A, um, you know, health certified, and they washed everything, and you had no problem with that. How many of you guys ever um, have a problem with receiving your, your coffee drink from your barista? You just get it, and you're on your way. You don't worry about where the cup has been. You don't worry about what the coffee is or not. You just have a, this blind faith. And I'm going to ask you, how crazy of you? Are you serious? You don't check it out? How in the world do you have this blind faith? Where is it coming from? People all over the place are saying, it's so hard to believe in Jesus Christ, yet they're professing and practicing a basic faith 
every single day. It's not that difficult, but God wants us to believe in that. When you and I go out to, um, when we go to work every morning and we're driving in the freeways, none of us are worried that in five miles there's going to be a brick wall on the 405 and we're going to hit it. We're still going 65, some of us sinners, maybe 75, 80, um, repent later. We don't think about that. When we get off of an off-ramp, we don't worry there's going to be a spike strip there. We just calmly get off the off-ramp and go on our merry way. We don't worry about those kinds of things. Why? Because you and I were wired for faith, and so faith is not as complex as some people make it seem to be. And Paul is basically saying, you believed in the gospel. You believed in Jesus Christ. You believed that Jesus was better than any idol in your life. You believed that Jesus was sufficient for your difficult situation. You believed that Jesus was sufficient in your particular life, in your particular life circumstance. And some of you guys are listening to this and saying, you know what? This all sounds great and stuff, but you don't know my life. You don't know what I've been through, where I've been, what has been done to me, what I have done. You know what? You're right. I don't know. But guess what? God does. And he says that God's gospel is better and sufficient to get you through what you're going through. That's the reality of the Bible. That's the reality of the God that you and I serve. And so when we talk about faith, it's a confidence. It's a confidence that God's promises are true despite your circumstances. So I don't know what it is that you're going through. Maybe you're going through a difficult time of figuring out what school to go to or what school not to go to. Maybe you're trying to figure out what career to have, what career not to have, what um, job to pursue, what job not to pursue, what significant other to pursue, what significant other to forget. Whatever the situation that you're going through, the point is God loves you And God will get you through that. All he wants you to do is to surrender to him. Throw in the towel. Stick a fork in it. Raise up that white flag. Pull the plug and say, God, you got this. Thank you for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.